hold on a sec. Oh, you know what? I think he's just coming in right now. Ned, phone! Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And you know what we do here. We go look at a movie from, I don't know, somewhere in the past and decide if it still holds up to today's standards. This week, we went all the way back to 2003. I say that like it was so long ago, but... It was so long ago. 20 years? 20 years ago. Is it really that long ago? It feels long ago. All right. That's fair. It also feels like it was just yesterday, so... Yeah, that's exactly why it's hard for me to say that it was long ago, because I'm like, wait a minute. It was just 2003. That's when I graduated high school. That just happened. No, it didn't. (laughs) That was a long time ago. Uh, Yes, but we are going all the way back to 2003, October 3rd, 2003, to discuss Jack Black's coming out party. Was this the movie you think that made him uber famous? I think it opened him up to the more family-friendly movies, maybe. Okay. But I don't necessarily know that it was his uh, coming out party. Gotcha. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we are talking about the movie School of Rock. Or, rock and roll. as it's better known, School of Rock. You have to. Yeah. Right? You got to put like the little rock thing on it. I would try that, but I would fail miserably. That's okay. I failed miserably as well. So in this movie, Jack Black is a doofus. As he is in most most things. And he's a musician, clearly. School of Rock. Who pretends to be a teacher to make some money to pay his rent while he's trying to figure out how to win Battle of the Bands without a band. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's pretty much the gist of this. Yeah. I mean, he's completely down on his luck. And he gets... No, no, no. He's not down on his luck. I mean, he did it to himself. There's no, like, he didn't take, like, a, a fall because something happened. He's a lazy piece of crap who thinks he's going to be a famous musician and refuses to do anything outside of that. But his own band kicked him out of the band. Yeah, he's a Not- glory hog. I'd kick him out, too. <laughs> Not that his band was making any money anyway, but still. Yeah, they were terrible, which just blows my mind later in the movie how bad they are. <laughs> So that's pretty much what this movie's about. Yeah. It's a guy pretending to be a teacher to get close to little kids. I don't know. I don't like it. That's That feels like one of those explain the plot badly posts you see. But, but it's not it's really just badly. Like, it's just what happens. If you can generalize it the most you possibly can, that's that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do something a little different with this episode when okay. we get into it. So just... Fair warning now, but we're actually going to start with the box office this time before critic stuff, because I feel like if we move those things around, it's going to make a lot more sense. You're not going to get numbers in the middle of ratings and then our ratings. So we're just going to go box office first here. So this movie came out in 2003. It had a budget of about $20 million. It's a pretty hefty budget for an 03 movie about music school. <laughs> Domestically, it took in $81,261,177. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. 
Internationally, another 50.6 million for a worldwide total of around 132 million. Adjusted for 2022 numbers, it's $123,530,913. Doesn't that seem like a really low adjust? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I guess only 2003, but like... like, It's like 42, so it's like 150% of what it made. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, In 2003, this movie came in the 34th spot for total box office. Um, since it came out so late in the year, it made like a million, 1.1 million of its dollars in 2004, because <laughs> that's when movies used to play for like a really long time. So I just added that to the 2003 total and figured out where it would have landed. Number 34, where do you think it lands in 2022 adjusted? 27. Ooh, so very not close. Uh, in 2022, Number 13 would have been in Uncharted with 148.6. And moving down to number 15 was Nope with 123.3 million. And School of Rock would have slid into that 14th spot with $123.5 million. Man, the box office wasn't that great last year, huh? Uh, We were still coming out of the global bastard and still trying to get back to normality. And Top Gun was... The only thing. Yeah, Top Gun (laughs) and everything everywhere all at once were ruling the box office. And then when you're talking about this late, you know, if if this movie came in October, it wouldn't even have come remotely close to that. Because around that time, you had Black Panther Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. You had Avatar Way of Water on on its way to theaters. You also had Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, which made a ton of money at the box office. So this movie would have got just drowned out in the middle of the late holiday season but so that's what how it did in the box office now how does that relate to what critics had to say given a give it a guess what you think ebert gave it uh, i'm gonna go three three stars three and a half this idiot <laughs> i had so much respect for him until we started doing this podcast what an idiot no <laughs> it's fine uh what do you have to say about it School of Rock is as serious as it can be about its comic subject, and never condescends to its characters or audience. The kids aren't turned into cloying little clones, but remain stubborn, uncertain, insecure, and kid-like. And Dewey Finn doesn't start as a disreputable character, and then turn gooey. Jack Black remains true to his irascible character all the way through. He makes Dewey's personality not a plot gimmick, but a way of life. Ugh. Alright. That's fine. It's a thing. He He said a thing. He really didn't have that much to say about this movie in particular. He was just like, I liked it. It was a movie. Yeah. I don't even think he said he liked it. He was just like, it was fun. I mean, he gave it three and a half stars. Of course he liked it. Yeah. That's a half star. That's a half step down from the highest he can give. So he doesn't need to say it in the review if he likes it. That's what the stars are for. It's fair. It tells you what he thought. It's fair. Uh, what about now? The Rotten Tomato Critics score has it at a 92%. Oh, God. But the audience has it at a 64%. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that's interesting. I see that a lot, though, with a lot of these movies. New movies, old movies, everything. It's like, very rare do you find critics and audiences agreeing on things. It's always, like, one really high and one really low. But out of the two, I would have flipped them. I would yeah, have thought, I thought the thought critics so. would have been worse on this movie. I thought but... this movie was beloved, but I guess we're finding out maybe not as much as we thought. Yeah. But the Cinema score had it at an A-, so it was 
pretty much what everyone was expecting of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you hear the title School of Rock and they gave you a School of Rock. So. School of Rock starring Jack Black. Yeah, it's going to be him being an idiot at a school playing rock music. Uh, basically his actual life. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about the movie? Yeah, of course I do. All right, I let's do. talk about this movie. Here, Here's some things. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's, here's here, the lowdown. Here's some things, right? Normally, we kind of break the movie down. And we, we go through it story-wise, and, and we talk about things as they go. But I want to I do something slightly different with this episode. Because You're changing I found, everything up. Well, I found myself watching this. And not being invested in the story as it was playing out in front of me. I just found myself asking questions (laughs) that the movie just either couldn't or refused to answer. Yeah. So, like, I have some notes about the story itself, but mostly I have questions. Okay. So, I want to posit some questions to you and then see what happens. I have a feeling that a lot of these are unanswerable. I, I who knows? Okay. <laughs> so is Dewey a terrible person? Jack Black, who is a wonderful person, plays Dewey Finn, the doofus who can't keep a job, who thinks he's going to be a famous musician, even though he's like, what, 40? I mean, he's not really 40. He's like 30 in this, but he's still old. The dream's done. Can't get over it. Doesn't have a job. Can't afford his rent. He's a lazy guy. Tell me about Jack Black in this. He's Dewey a terrible person, and does Jack Black make up for that? <laughs> you just went right into it. I like did. The, Let's just the do hardest it. thing Let's that just you could talk it. about in yep. this movie. Jack Black is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. He makes this character bearable because Dewey Finn is terrible. He, While I like the fact that he's chasing his dream, that he's all in on this thought of like i have this music in me and i have to let it out i'm all in for rock and roll he goes about it in like the worst ways he doesn't know that like hey maybe i should get a job to supplement what i'm doing how about i work with my band instead of trying to be a dictator of the band all those things it's like you're sucks you're not a great person yeah he sucks but you have okay qualities does he though What's an okay quality? What's it? What's his okay quality? That he's dedicated to what he likes doing, to, to no. music. Oh, oh, he's dedicated to the dream of being rich and famous. So is everybody else. No, he he doesn't really care so much about that. He just wants to play an awesome rock show. Yeah, and become rich and famous. He, he wants never to once play talks music. about becoming he, rich and famous. He wants to play music so he can afford all his bills. That's come on. That's just wanting to do what you like to do for nah. your, the rest of your life. Come on. Th- no. Just saying, he never no. talks he about becoming be, rich and famous. He, he just wants to play rock. He wants to be on the levels of, like, Hendrix. Yeah? Like, that's he rich wants, and famous. Sure, but that's not his ultimate goal. That's not why he's doing it that way. Just because he doesn't say it doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. Come on. All right, keep going. What else? What else you got about Dewey? Anything? I mean, I we'll have more to talk about later he's a a terrible person he's a terrible person and honestly i think maybe the only reason people laugh at him and and find enjoyment in this character is because of jack black because jack black is is fantastic and we all love him but man this character is just awful and that's something i noticed a lot more in this viewing because i've watched this movie 
countless times. I enjoy the crap out of this movie, but watching it this time, I'm realizing just how much Jack Black makes this character okay. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for his natural charisma, his ability to make you laugh and just be ridiculous, this would be a completely different movie. Absolutely. It would be a completely different movie. So, okay. That brings up a good good thing. Up next. Could Dewey have been played by anyone else? No. Like, Adam Sandler was big in 03. Could Adam Sandler have done this role? No. Well, I com- mean, I mean com- yeah, he could have done this role, but... But no, it would have been a completely different movie. It would not have worked. No one would have liked it, honestly, even though everyone seems to like Adam Sandler. It's just that he doesn't have quite the panache of Jack Black. He doesn't have the charisma of him to be able to do these kind of goofy things, but still make it lovable. Jim Carrey. Nah, I think he would have gone too extreme. What do you mean? He, He would have gone his more wacky self which is on a higher level than jack black and have you seen you've seen this movie jack black is on like a hundred percent wacky this whole movie yeah i think carrie would have gone 150 okay what if we didn't have a comedy guy in this what if we put like you know make believe wannabe uh rock star johnny depp what if he's in this movie i mean you put it too serious and then you start questioning what he's doing and if it's okay. 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 I don't know. Johnny De- Johnny Depp could be funny. What if he was doing like a Jack Sparrow thing in this? Is Jack Sparrow actually funny or is it because he's like the drunk? I mean, he's, he's funny. pretty funny. He says some funny stuff. He does some funny stuff. All right. I got, I got one more. What if we went with a guy who's kind of serious, but also just sort of kind of funny and everybody kind of likes him? John Hamm. Mm, I think it'd be a little too serious still. I don't think he can do the uh, physical humor as well. I mean, it's not like Jack Black, Jack Black is Pratt falling in this, where he's just, you know, slipping on banana peels. Like, Yeah, but he does some really exaggerated movements that I mean, add to the laughter of it. I, are you just... I feel like you're just blowing smoke up Jack Black's ass right now, because there isn't... He doesn't do that much, like, physical comedy in this. It's like facial stuff. It's facial stuff, but it's also kind of the essence of him. Like, you get this almost pure vibe from him that you might not get from anyone else. And without that... Is it that, because Jack Black's a child at heart? Sh- probably. Ugh. But without that innocence there, it becomes a completely unacceptable movie. Okay. Okay, fine. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the only reason Dewey Finn works is because of Jack Black. I agree. I don't think I could see anybody else doing this role. And that's just, that's not a good thing. Like, you should be able to at least plug in one other actor. Maybe it's not as good of a movie with somebody else, but the movie should still work. The fact that you can't put anybody else into this role is, that's damning for this movie. I didn't say otherwise. All right. All right. Back, let's talk the actual movie. I had to get those out of the way because it, it this character annoys the hell out of me in this entire freaking movie. I every mean, time he's on screen, I just like want to turn it off, and he's in every scene. My first note that I wrote down was Dewey's insufferable. So mine was Dewey is unlikable. So Dewey is insufferable. He's unlikable. He sucks. We kind of already talked about it. There's one. I guess there's like two or three different things throughout the movie that like he's okay with. Where like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you're still a piece of crap. 
but you get one moment. And like the first one is after he gets yelled at to, you know, get a job, pay your half of the rent, blah, blah, blah. He tries to sell one of his guitars, mm-hmm. which like is interesting because he specifically states he's not going to sell one of his guitars. And then he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do it. He also tries to get another band going for Battle of the Bands by putting up posters of himself with like his numbers. Like, you want to be in an awesome rock band? That That's the voice that comes to head when I see those posters. <laughs> but he does try and do stuff. Like, this is what I say. He's dedicated to his art, and that's somewhat a good thing. But No, like, it's not a good thing. Stop. Stop telling everyone it's a good thing that he's dedicated to his art. He's a 35-year-old man who can't pay his half of the rent and hasn't grown up. That's not a good thing. You can't you can't say, oh, he's dedicated to... Yeah, that's cool. I'm dedicated to movies and this podcast and all that. But, like, you still got to make money. You still got to do other things. You still... Like, you got to grow up at some point. This dude has not grown up at all. Yeah, and that's why it's kind of good that I know, but you, Ned and his really, really pushy girlfriend go to uh, kick him in the butt and be like, dude, get a job. You have to do start doing stuff with your life. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Good for them. But you just keep defending Dewey of like, oh, he's passionate. I don't care. He sucks. <laughs> I don't care how passionate he is or how dedicated he is. Get a job, loser. I'm just saying, like you said, it's, it's part of the whole... Uh, him being somewhat okay during moments is he puts in the work to try and make this work at least before he goes and he sleeps until 3 p.m every day and then goes and hangs out with four dudes writing terrible rock songs that's not putting in the work i mean isn't that the work for every rock band before they make it no i guarantee most of those people probably had a job and then did band practice outside of the job till they became famous Till they succeeded. No, stop defending him. I refuse to accept it. Can we talk about poor Ned? Yes. All right. Ned Schneebly. This is a guy who is a teacher. He's a, he's a substitute teacher. Working and, towards becoming a full-time teacher. Yes, who's played by Mike White, who you don't really recognize in things. Like, he's got that face where you're like, I know you've been in things, but yeah. I don't really recognize you. He's also the writer of this movie. That sounds right. Yeah. But he is the roommate of Dewey and former bandmate. And basically, Dewey's been mooching off of him for years, which, you know, terrible. Yeah. Horrible person. Stop defending so he, him. He get, he, he's always pushed around by Dewey. And then he gets a girlfriend, Patty, who is also just pushing him around. So I, the entire time no, he was no, on screen. No, no, he, no. she's pushing no, him. No, 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 no. Oh, I, we are going to fight on this episode. <laughs> You're defending Dewey. And crapping on Patty, played by Silver Sarah Silverman. Listen, she's not she's not controlling him. She's not pushing him. She's not walking on him. She's making him better. There's a there's a difference. Dewey's mooching off of him and pushing him around and taking advantage of him. Patty's trying to get him to stand up and be a better person. Yes, maybe she does it a little bit in the wrong way. But no, no, no. They are not on the same level. No, I never said that they were on the you, same level. Just, I just said that he gets pushed around by both. No, no, he, do, he doesn't get pushed around I by mean, her. I mean, he it really definitely well, he's a weak, portrayed that he's way. He's a weak, spineless baby. Somebody needs yes. to kind of give him a kick in the butt. And like, that's what she's doing. Oh, man. I'm I can't, here. Poor I can't Ned. With this. 
That's all I'm saying. Poor Ned. Yeah, it is poor Ned. But awesome for his girlfriend. Get it, Patty. Go out there. Tell him to get off his ass and do some stuff. <laughs> Sick of you. Sick of you already. This podcast just started. Um. All right, so the Dewey goes and pretends to be Ned, like, to get a job. Yeah, so oh basically a school calls. They're like, you know, one of our teachers broke their leg on the way into school. We've been calling around trying to find someone. We got finally got this Ned's name. And this is Dewey on the phone with him, and they're like, "Oh, you know, it pays six fifty a week, and yeah, blah blah blah." Yeah, and then he takes the job. He goes there. Yeah, got it. The principal is played by Joan Cusack, uh, which we'll talk about her in a little bit. Cause oh my god, um, and he goes and gets this job, and he just shows up that day, and she's like, "Here's your stuff. Go to work." Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me right now? No background check. No photo. Uh, no photo reference. Yeah. No anything. This just this dude just walks into the school, says, I'm that guy. And they're like, here's a job. Yeah. Really? This isn't like a public school either. This is a $15,000 a year private, upper class, prestigious school. Like the best school in the state. Elementary school in so, the state. Yeah. And they just let him walk in? Yeah. And then he says really questionable things to... Uh, miss mullins the principal and it's just like it, any of this should have been questioning like you could have had someone like combine like what groups. what's his questions like um if they get out of line i'll just smack them or something like that i don't i don't think he ever yes threatens violence does he, he does and they say we don't do that kind of punishment he's like oh so verbal abuse then God, he, where was I for this part? Yeah, he literally says those things to her. Because all I remember is the questionable stuff of like, when's lunch? When do we leave? When are we done for the day? And then him being like, can I just cut out a little early? I got some stuff to do. Or, hey, you know, when you write me the check, can you make it out to like Dewey Finn for tax reasons? And it's like, where shouldn't these red flags just go nuts in her head right now? Of like, okay, even if you are so incredibly desperate like you can't just step in and be the teacher for the day oh no she's the principal still like you can find someone or you can combine classes but you're so desperate that day i get it whatever find someone else for the rest of the time yeah like that person should have been a red flag of a uh, no 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 right like he should have finished out that day and they should have found somebody else yeah unbelievable yeah, it, it is just, yeah. So that's one of my biggest problems with this movie is the writing sometimes because uh, Ms. Mullins, the principal, or Roz, is really clever and catches on to things only when the story calls for it. Yeah. Like, there's times she's walking into the class or, like, you know, hears music or something like that, so she goes to check on them and is completely fooled by this fake teacher. But then there's other times she's all like, oh, I think something sketchy is going on here and I'm not falling for your bullshit. And it's like, you you can't have it both ways. Either she's on to him or she's not. Yeah, this is where the movie gets very just unbelievable. And I I lose a little bit of what I like wanting to watch because I'm like, this logically would not happen. Yeah. So when I'm actually thinking about the movie, I'm like, ooh no yeah i wish i wish the script would have been a little more dewey can still be the idiot and all that but like he's lived with um what's the what's the friend's name ned Ned, duh 
the guy he impersonates. He's lived with Ned for a while. Ned's been trying to be a teacher for a, a while now. He hasn't picked up on any of it other than how to dress and where did Dewey get the clothes? I was wondering that too. So that Dewey shows question. up in like a sweater vest and a blazer and, and pants and like a bow, a bow tie. tie. Where the hell did those clothes? That is not a man who owns those clothes. Nah. And he doesn't have any money to go buy clothes like that. So where'd they come from? Yeah. But I just wish like he'd live with Ned this long. You didn't pick up on any of that. You couldn't even just fake being a teacher. You still just had to be a giant pile of crap. Well, especially because he goes in and he's like, I've got... Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got this hangover. I'm hungry. Like, who has, a, who has food? With the kids. With the he kids. He goes in with the kids, with the to, kids do this. to do this. And he's, like, she's, the principal had told her, him, the lesson plan is just on the table. You couldn't just fake that. You were just, like, recess all day. Yeah, you couldn't, like, be like, hey, read from your books. Do this. Like, come on. Like, silent reading time. Or we're going to have these kind of things to do. Like, really basic stuff. Of them working with each other and just working something out. It's just like, no, he's just going to have them staring at him while he just sleeps. Yeah. It's and then, ridiculous. So he's a terrible teacher. And after like a day, I don't even think it's a day. I think it's the same day. It's the next day. It's the next day mm -hmm. when the kids all have band practice. So they leave the room. They go to band. He's walking the hallways for some reason. He had just gone to the restroom. And he hears yeah. them playing, and he gets the brilliant idea of, oh, these kids can be my band. Are you are you serious right now? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know I don't, how he made that leap in judgment. Of they like, can play classical music, therefore they can be a rock band. Yeah. And especially because only two of them really do what he ends up having them do, which yep. is guitar and keyboard. Piano. Piano. Same thing, basically. Kind of. Um, so it's like, you think you can make a band out of just those two players and then hoping that this celloist can play bass and this kid who was just playing the percussion, per percussion, basically, uh, can do drums. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a huge leap, but he sees it. And so he runs out and he gets guitars and he gets all this stuff from his, from his van and, and brings it into the class. How does nobody see him bringing all this crap in? He's bringing in multiple guitars. He brings in an entire drum set. Yeah. I don't know how he managed to do that. And like nobody sees him. Nobody hears it. Nobody wonders. And he leaves his van open. And it's like nobody walked past it. Also, his van should have been all a red flag. So if anybody ever saw him, which they do see him at the end of the first day, get in this like creepy, hey, kids, want some candy, windowless van, <laughs> nobody's nobody's alarmed by this i guess well the parents have no reason to be alarmed they assume that the teachers the principal yeah. anyone yeah well the principal obviously is just not not having it she's not she's not all there no so he decides he's gonna make them a band he starts teaching them about music and all of a sudden he gets that spark of life of oh i can be a teacher but it's gonna be about rock and roll this <sighs> is when the movie gets good for me good i i enjoy this part of the movie and this is what the, around this time is the part that i, I enjoy, enjoy watching this movie i enjoy parts of the movie from here on out so this is the when i find some more redeeming qualities with dewey <gasps> no i mean he is so good working with the kids and like he Twice. he gives them great confidence he works on 
because it benefits him. It's the only reason it benefits him to make them a band and to build them up. He's selfish as hell. I mean, it could be that way for sure. I'm not discrediting that. But you can also take it as in he's accepting of pretty much everyone. Whatever you want to do is good with you. Like, I have no qualms with any of you doing whatever it is. And I'm, I want to build you guys up. Because there are some people he doesn't need to build up. They're not major parts of the band. But he's still like, I'm going to give you confidence. Who? Who does he do that for? Like, fancy pants. No, he doesn't give him confidence. No, he does everything for selfish reasons. I, I used to like what he did with the kids, and I was like, oh, it's awesome. And I do still like some of the stuff, but man, watching it this time, I was like, this is all just for you. You could care less about these kids. You're doing this for you and you alone. Yeah. And it, it's really ridiculous. Before we move on, though, uh, quick little insert. I want to talk about all the kids. I was actually going to say props to those kids for not just constantly cracking up at whatever oh, whatever he was Dewey doing. Did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's like the main kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, Summer Hathaway, who becomes the band manager and who's like the teacher's pet mm-hmm. of the classroom, is played by Miranda Cosgrove, who you would know from like iCarly, Nickelodeon stuff, and a singer. I absolutely love the fact that she tries to sing and sings terribly, only to find out that she's actually a wonderful singer. Yeah, she's released albums and stuff like that. Uh, Zach, who's going to play lead guitar, was played by Joey Gados Jr., who did nothing but this. <laughs> this was his one one movie. Yep. Lawrence, the piano player, is played by Robert Sy, who this was the one and only thing he ever did. Frankie, or Fancy Pants, who becomes the band's stylist is played by angelo masagli Mm -hmm. this is the one and only thing he's ever done freddie the drummer played by kevin alexander clark this is the one and only thing he's ever done and unfortunately we also lost him two years ago Mm. um he actually was born uh right in highland park illinois not far from us and he apparently passed away in a bicycling accident in 2001 in chicago think he got hit by a car or something yeah that's bound to happen yeah um and then we had caitlin hale as marta one of the backup singers in the band she did like two things and that was it yeah um leonard the lights guy played by cole hawkins this is the only thing he's ever done oh that's not true he's been in like things but not a lot of things uh let's see i think that's is you that got tamika Tamika. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the big girl who can sing, right? Yeah. Tamika, what has she done? I don't think she's done like anything. No, she hasn't. She's done this, and that's it. And then the last one is the other backup singer, Alicia, played by Alicia Allen, who has done a few things. So there's only like two of them that are still actively pursuing acting, two or three of them. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, like, cool fun fact about this movie they performed all their own stuff they're all say, professional or or very well well blah 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 they're all very well established or would be musicians they've all been playing for years they played their own roles they played their own instruments so the fact that like they couldn't find work after this or maybe they didn't want to says a lot about this movie I was going to say, all the music playing in this movie looked really good, and that makes a lot of sense that they were doing their own stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, like, the guy who plays Zach, 
uh, had been playing guitar since he was like three. So, yeah, he was a very good guitarist. All right, so he puts together the band. And like you said, he gives everybody their roles. And mm-hmm. then he lets the other people be stuff. So Fancy Pants, or uh, Frankie in the movie, wants to... He, he makes them originally part of security, yep. which means, like, soundproof the room, watch the for the principal so that we don't get caught doing this. Because he lied to the kids and was like, this is a school project. We're not supposed to start it until next semester. We're going to start early. But nobody can know. Okay, dude, you're lying to kids, man. I thought you couldn't get worse. Here it is. I mean, people... Adults lie to kids all the time. Yeah, but... All the time. It's just bad in this aspect. (laughs) So, he originally wants to do that, and here's one good part with Dewey. Frankie goes, I don't want to do that. Can I be the stylist? And this kid is clearly gay. Yeah. Or at least, like, maybe doesn't know it yet, but he's he's down that path. Yeah. And he wants to be their stylist. And Dewey's just like, yeah, man, do, do do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Like, go for it. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, didn't, like, question it, didn't anything, didn't go, uh, no, dude, like, you're a dude. Go, go be security. The girls are going to handle it. He's like, no, you want to make the outfits? Go for it. That's awesome. hmm I, I just, these are the things, these are the moments that I absolutely love about this movie and why I still watch this movie is those moments of either empowering the kids or letting the kids be who they are and just being like, Okay, cool. I'm just going to accept you as you are, and we're going to just move forward. All our, all we're here is for the rock and roll. Yeah. Because then, the what was the name of the girl? The Tamika. singer? Tamika. She is going to be... What was she originally going to be? Do you remember? Uh, the roadies or the stage crew? Yeah, she was going to be like stage crew, people who helped with the instruments and all that. Mm-hmm. And she starts by doing that, and later in the movie she comes to him, and she's like, I, I want to be a singer. And he's like, all right, let me hear you sing. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, then you can't be a singer. Like, I got to hear you. And she sings, and it's absolutely amazing. And Jack Black's reaction in this is just fantastic. He is eyes wide, like... Mouth agape. Yeah, he's (laughs) in love with this girl's voice. But we get a really cool moment with them later. When they're going to go perform for the first time, she gets nervous. And she pulls him aside and is like, I don't know if I can do this. I feel sick. I don't want to perform, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, why? Are you nervous? What's going on? She's like, yeah. He's like, why are you nervous? Like, you're wonderful. And she says, it's because I'm fat. People are going to laugh at me. Because I'm fat. And he's like, who cares? Like, (laughs) they're going to hear you and they're going to see you rocking out and they're not even going to think twice about it. Nobody's going to care once they hear your talent. Yeah, I absolutely love this moment. Probably one of my favorite moments in the entire thing is just this moment of being like, have you ever heard of Aretha? Aretha, Aretha, Aretha. Sorry, no. There's no second R. Aretha Franklin. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Who's a bigger? Who's a bigger woman? Yeah. And he's like, you know who else has a weight problem? Me. Selfish. He turned it back onto himself. He made it all about him. Yeah, but it's also something that you do with kids. You want to be like, oh, you have this issue. Well, guess what? I've had that issue too, or I currently have that issue, and it's okay. Like these things happen. They're Real life. Blah, 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 blah. And then I love it. It's like, well, why don't you go on a diet? Because I, uh, I like to eat. Is that a crime? Like, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, she asks be- him if he w- if ever went on a diet. And he's like, no, nah, I just like to eat. It's like body positivity. We don't get that even in movies today. Yeah, no, that's, again, it's like, that's one of the few parts where I'm like, 
oh yeah he's great and then he makes it about himself which i get kind of but also like who's more who's who's a better example than you oh right aretha franklin which you already said you could have just left it at that i guess you know like i yeah but it, it is it's like moments like that that are absolutely wonderful one of the other things i really like about it is as they're starting to become a band they're gonna do a song that he wrote and then the kids are like i, I don't know like I'm, I'm not feeling the music this is a couple days in maybe a week or two in to him trying to get them to be a bane and they're all just like down one day and he's like what's going on guys and they're like oh we're, we're angry at this or whatever and he's like all right let's write a song about it and he starts playing and he starts just pointing at all of them. And he's like, tell me what makes you angry. Tell me this. Tell me that. I'm going to tell off the man. Yeah, we're going to tell off the man. And somebody's like, I don't want to do my homework. I don't want to do. And he's like writing them a song while he's doing it. And then it's like, and you all know the song. It's the step off, step off moment of this movie. I love the fact that he gives these kids a voice that like nobody else is listening to them. Again, he's doing it for selfish reasons, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he's giving them that opportunity to vent their frustration this moment i wouldn't necessarily is a selfish uh, moment for him mostly because the whole reason he does this whole little lesson or whatever is because he sees his guitar player getting t uh told off by his dad and yeah. like he, he sees him as being down and it's like well i want to kind of give you guys confidence i want to give you guys show you that this is what this music can do and let's work through our feelings and be like you can talk about your feelings and what makes you angry in this in this way so i you didn't he didn't have to do that that wasn't a thing that you had to do to do this rock band yes it is yes it is if these kids are like i don't want to play this music i my dad said i can't my uh, i don't feel it yeah you're not going to play and if you don't play you're not practicing and you're not going to be good enough to win the battle of the bands don't think just short term He's thinking long term. He's only ever you thinking think about Battle of the Bands. You think he is thinking far ahead? Come He's on. He's thinking about the Battle of the Bands and whatever it takes to get a band on that stage. Yeah, you can get a band on that stage. Doesn't mean you have to work with the kids on their confidence. Okay. In this way. Listen, I mean, I he said works on it's a cool way. moment, but it's still selfish. He's doing it to get the band back to practicing. Why does he need the band to practice? So he can win Battle of the Bands. He's selfish. Every moment of this movie, he's selfish. Even the good moments, which I can admit are excellent, he's still selfish as hell. Meh. No, meh. no, no meh. Meh. You can have your opinion. I can have mine. Yours is wrong, <laughs> but... All right. There, There is so much in this movie, and we've kind of glossed over them, that this is just an insanely creepy premise. Oh, yeah. We weren't there yet. I have a whole question about it later. It's just like, why was this premise the premise why did somebody think this was a good idea did nobody sit down read this somebody greenlit this somebody read this and went hey you know what's really good creepy guy in a van hangs out with kids all day and nobody second guessed that basically kidnaps them to go to yeah because he's told he can't take them out of the school yeah and, and then what he, does he do takes them out of the school with in his van, your the creeper van that you mm -hmm. like to call it. Yep. And they just sneak out, kind of like he snuck the instruments in. He sneaks them out. Right. And like nobody, nobody notices. Come on, you you you're gonna tell me this prep school that they're at was that close to the venue where they had to audition to be in Battle of the Bands that he could get them gone for only a, a few hours before they either had to go to lunch 
or had to go to music class mm-hmm. or had to go to somewhere else. Yeah. Is Dewey the luckiest man on in the history of the world? I guess. <laughs> well, like he gets away with all this stuff pretty easily. Yeah. He's the luckiest man ever. It's unbelievable. One of the other things I want to point out is besides the fact that it's creepy, the kids do learn a lot. Talk this, to me. What? What? I mean, number one, they learn how to soundproof. They learn how to put up surveillance. They learn how to manage the band. They learn all their instruments and what it takes to... I mean, they already knew their instruments. Not all of them. They just learned a different One of them went from a cello to a bass guitar. Completely different. There's still bass. It's still a four-string bass. You just turn it on its side. And don't have a bow. I mean, your fingers are the bow. You pluck instead of strum. Yes. Yeah, I, I get it, but it's similar. It's not like she, she went from cello to a, a, a trumpet. They learned how to design the lighting program, the backdrop. Well, they designed their outfits, what they wore. So we talked about this before we watched the movie for the mm-hmm. pod. And we were like, oh, that's one thing that's cool. It's like, he's a terrible teacher, but at least the kids still actually learn stuff. Yeah. Watching it, they don't learn crap. He literally just says, no, no, no. He says, all right, security. Your guys' job, soundproof the room and watch out for the principal. Clearly, they do it well. Yeah, but he doesn't teach them. We don't ever see him doing anything with them. But they to, learn. Like, prepare it. We didn't, ha- we didn't get the- enough time to see that. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, but I can't speculate on what happened. I can only know what the movie tells me. All I can know is they did a wonderful job since it only came up once that they were playing because music. They're, because they're all geniuses, man. They're, they're yeah. this like genius They school. still learned because, something. Oh, Gordon, he knows the lighting stuff. Dewey admitted himself that he's a computer genius, that he put together this whole light show. Dewey didn't help him with that. He didn't learn. Dewey didn't teach him that. The kid just knew it already. These kids all knew how to play music already. Oh, the surveillance thing? Dewey doesn't know what a computer is. He doesn't even, he doesn't own a computer. He has no idea how to do any of that. The kids did that. He did teach him about music theory and rock and roll. He taught him about rock and roll. Don't, don't do the whole music theory thing. That's, no. He gave them CDs and said, listen to it. I mean, we do see a pretty intense graph that he has made on the blackboard (laughs) about music. Sure. Rock and roll music. Sure. Um, All I'm saying is that although it makes no sense the kids ended up learning a lot. So maybe they learned, but yeah. Dewey didn't teach them. They, yeah. they didn't learn because of what happened. That's all I said is they that just they learned. learned a lot. But they did they? Yeah, they, he gave them a problem. They had to figure out on their own how to fix it. Because they already knew. They didn't learn how to do it. It wasn't like they had to figure out how to make a security system camera and all that. They literally plugged a camera in. They probably all have cameras at their houses, at their mansions. They know <laughs> how to do this. It's, Stop I it. mean, we literally see Summer reading a book of like the music, the she's, business of music. She's the only one who learns and she takes it upon herself to do so. I think they all learn tons of stuff, I tons think, of practical stuff. I think you're just trying to find something good in this. Nah, I think you're just not looking at it at the right perspective. Ooh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so he eventually gets found out because the exact thing that I never thought about before until before watching it this time, Ned goes to this school or Dewey goes and pretends to be Ned. And it's like, how are taxes going to work out with this? Oh yeah. Like Ned's going to all of a sudden be like, dude, I made an extra, like how much money from this school that I don't recognize. And that's exactly what happens in the movie. He gets a check and he's like, I don't, 
how I never worked for this school. I got to call him, tell him it's a mistake. And Dewey has to admit what he has done. Yeah. And this is after the kids have gotten into the Battle of the Bands by lying. Pretending to be Terminally sick. ill. Yeah. That's kids. just, that's a sick joke. It's not even funny. Uh, which is interesting that he wasn't the one who came up with it. Yeah, well, Summer just Bad says she, influences. Summer just says she has an idea. We don't know what it was. Yeah. So that. she could have brought in an idea that he manipulated to be that. We don't know. Again, mm -hmm. I can only know what the movie tells me. And she had the idea. And she had an idea, not the idea. An I, idea. I mean, he credits her after, like, but, you're a genius. Yeah. So he has to admit everything, and then he has to go to a parent-teacher conference, and he's talking to all the parents, and cops show up. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I guess because he I, might be dangerous. I mean, it is identity th uh, fraud. Yeah, the cops don't really handle, handle that. Yeah. But, I mean, he could be dangerous considering he's not supposed to be with the kids. He's, he's And he's at a school currently. Yeah. yeah. So it could be that. But, but then they don't do anything. With the girl. No. He shows up. The cops show up with Ned and Patty, his girlfriend. And they he has to admit to all the parents that he's not who he says he is. And he's been lying this entire time. Yeah. The principal's there. Everybody's there. And they hear it. And it's a whole thing. And we get this really awful, awful joke in this moment. Of Dewey saying, like, I know I lied to you guys, but I just want to let you know that I, I've really gotten to know your kids, and I, I feel like they've touched me, and I feel like I've touched them. Yeah. Really? We needed that? That's a bad joke. It's a bad joke, and it... Yeah. Yeah, you can't even defend it. It's just no, a bad joke. It is a, it. I can't defend that. It is a bad joke, but it's also, like... When I was younger, I didn't see it as a joke because I didn't get that kind of reference. I was just like, oh, he ha he was, t you know, they, they touched each oh. other's lives. Of course. But knowing, you know, an adult wrote this, they knew exactly what they were writing. Yeah, because all the parents definitely react like, what did you just say? Exactly. But beyond that bad joke, how does Dewey get away? Yeah, suddenly the police aren't there anymore and... Uh... He just runs. With, with two guitars. With two guitars, yeah. He takes off and is running through the halls of the school with like a good 30 second head start in front of everybody, which is just, how were none of those parents tackling him? Yeah. I'd tackle him. Why were the cops not tackling him? Like, I don't know, super weird. But he gets away and he goes home. Mm -hmm. And then he's just chilling in his, in his apartment. Yeah. When Ned walks in and they have a big fight about what just happened. Yeah. How is he not in custody? Dude should be in prison right now. He should be in a, a jail cell awaiting to find out if he's going to be charged with something. Probably, yeah. What the... Oh, dude. No. I can't, I can't even wrap my head around how he gets away and how any of that makes any sense. Because then the kids... Oh, God, this part. The kids decide they still want to perform at Battle of the Bands and they can't do it without him. Mm -hmm. So they steal a school bus... Go to his house and pick him up the next morning. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, they were there. They know that he was lied. a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not even just that they know he lied. It's, it's not even that they showed up at his house. I can get, like, he maybe got away in that moment. How are the cops not knocking on his door? Especially since all the parents are at the school freaking out at the principal being like, well, what? is happening what has happened what are we going to do about it 
Yeah. Why haven't you done anything about it already? How did you let this guy in? How did you put this stranger near our kids? They're yeah. all yelling at her. Understandably so. But sure, absolutely. She's an idiot. But how how are none of them pressing charges right now? How are none of them at the police station getting this man arrested? Yeah. It, it also, kills me. How were they just leaving those kids in a classroom alone? Yeah. And for long enough for them to get out. Yeah. Makes zero sense. But they pick them up. Also, a, a school bus would not take children without a Without present, supervision. Uh, yeah. A per- yeah. And how do any of them know where Dewey lives to go pick him up? Yeah. Because then they drive the school bus. They pick him up. They go to the Battle of Bands. They're all geared up. The parents realize the kids are gone and where they've gone. Yeah. So they all head there too. The kids are getting ready to go on stage. The parents walk in. Okay. Ned's just there. He's he's there for the show. Yeah, he's there for the show. That's probably my favorite part where he's just like, I'm going to the show. And it's like, okay, that's yeah. awesome. Um, but the parents show up. They have to buy tickets to get in because nobody can comprehend that these kids were kidnapped. Basically, yeah. I mean, they didn't call the cops, which is insane. Yeah, no cops show up at this show and shut it down yeah. to get these kids back. And then they go and the kids perform and the performance is freaking amazing because oh, they perform amazing. the song that Zach, the lead guitarist, wrote that was about his struggles in life and everything. And definitely summed up their uh, whole gimmick of being a school of rock. Yes. It's amazing. This performance is mwah, magnifique. And uh, Dewey finally gets to have his crowd surfing moment that he didn't get from the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot. It's all about Dewey again yep selfish as hell hey at least this time he didn't wasn't gonna sing the vocals he wasn't gonna be the main person and then zach was like hey i'm not a singer go be it go 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 do the go do it It, but it it is it's like I, i guess the question is does watching this performance make watching the rest of the movie okay does this performance make everything before it okay I'm still enjoying the re- a lot of the rest of the movie, so like that montage of them becoming a band is pretty stellar in my mind. Yeah. But I I could see not watching this movie but only watching this end song on like YouTube. Yeah, oh, for sure. So they perform, the parents are in the crowd, they realize how talented and cool their kids are. Yeah. And they completely just accept it. Yeah. Like nobody nobody's pressing charges, nobody's anything. They just perform. They don't win Battle of the Bands, which no. is awesome. Uh, Do- Dewey's old... Old band, No Vacancy. Wins. Wins with a ballad. Who performs a ballad in Battle of the Bands? You want energy in the room. You don't want to depress people and, and wear them down. What are you doing? Every, every time I saw them after that, I was like, freaking Spider. Yeah. He's the one who replaced Dewey in the band. Yeah. So. Well, it's not Spider's fault. It's the rest of the band's fault. I know, but he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, he's definitely more, an idiot. More of an idiot than Dewey, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not He's not so much an idiot as in, like, he's just, he's slow. <laughs> yeah. He's he's real slow. We, we we like Spider. We You're slow. You're okay. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to hold somebody's hand crossing the street. But, yeah, so they don't win, which I thought was a nice twist. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. I like that. And then the parents are cool. The kids. The, the principal, Roz, has a, a little moment here where Dewey's like, so you're not mad? Because she's like all pumped up that they perform so great. And he's like, do you're not mad? She's like, no, I'm freaking furious. Like, but I, you I'm guys gonna, were amazing. But you guys were amazing. So we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. 
which is which is nice for for that. And then they get chanted. The whole crowd's chanting School of Rock, so they go out and perform an encore. Mm-hmm. And that's how the movie ends. Kind of. Sorry, forgot to mention the part that pisses me off the most out of this <laughs> whole movie. After that, we cut to the outside of a building with a sign that says School of Rock with some times, some days and times on it. Because Dewey has opened up an official School of Rock where he teaches kids music. As an after school program. As an after school program. What? So I actually thought of something here. Yeah. Did they open that na- uh, program under Ned? Yeah, probably. But it doesn't matter. Dewey's still there. Yeah. It's probably Dewey's idea. Yeah. I'm just saying that it probably happened because it was able to go under Schneebly's name. Jail. Dewey should be in jail for kidnapping kids and fraud. Yeah. Jail. Yeah. I don't. I don't care I... whose school, whose who's <laughs> names on the school. Jail for Dewey. I literally wrote, "It's too Hollywood of an ending. It's super unrealistic." As much as I kids. absolutely love the ending, like because I like how the ending goes, it would not happen, and it kind of makes me angry <laughs> at the same time yeah. because of that. Well, what makes me the angriest about it is one, he should be in jail, but two, Dewey never learns a lesson in this entire movie. Because everything he did, all the wrong stuff, still got him exactly what he wanted. Yeah. He still got to have a job in music, making money with a band. He got everything he wanted, never learns a lesson. Yeah. Because he's not there to teach them about music. We see clips from inside the school. Ned is teaching the little ones how to play guitar. Dewey, what's he doing? He's just rocking out with the same band he'd already been rocking out with. It's bullshit. Yeah. I hate this ending. I hate it so much. <laughs> I enjoy it probably because of Jack Black in this. It, like, he does some really funny things in this bit. But yeah, it it's just like, I wish you could have come up with this idea first and not done the whole movie. Just just do this after school program. It's okay. Yeah. Just it's It's, it's just not okay since the entire movie took place. Yeah. Anything else before we go into quite more questions? No, I'm good. All right. Why did these kids not tell their parents at all about this terrible substitute teacher? Summer wants to learn. That's her entire thing. Yeah. For the first like two days when he's just like have recess every day. I hate you kids. None of these kids, especially Summer, went home and went, you won't believe what's happening at school right now. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Really? No one. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unanswerable. <laughs> yeah. I, it just makes no sense. Um, how does no one in that entire school hear their band? Do you know how much it takes to make a room soundproof? Enough. And even a room that's soundproof isn't entirely soundproof. No one ever hears it. We get one moment of... Hey, what are, you, what are you doing in here? The principal walks in and asks because this other teacher heard music coming out of here. Mm-hmm. And they lie their way through it with uh, Jack Black, Dewey being like, sometimes I sing music to help them learn. So you heard that one time, but you didn't hear music any other time? Especially before they soundproof the room and uh, they're learning the how to drums play. are going insane. Have yeah. you ever been near drums? They're loud. They're loud as hell. Yeah. I've been walking uh, with my dog, and we'll hear it. Yeah. Like, 
two streets over. Yeah. Someone's in their garage playing and you'll hear it two or streets Or somebody's over. in their basement playing and you can still hear it because drums aren't quiet. Yeah. God, that one, one problem with that movie is that there's an ambulance in the background driving past. It's fine. Whatever. Um, but that's a big problem for me because like, are you serious right now? One time you guys almost get caught. You guys play every single day for hours. This should have been shut down. This is why I say Dewey's luckiest person ever to not get caught. Yeah. Um, so we kind of already said this, but how in the world does no one press charges and Dewey does not end up in police custody at the end of this movie? Unanswerable questions. Next. Ugh, fine. <laughs> it, but, it, it literally makes no sense. Like, they, they have no... Like, just because your kids were good at this doesn't mean you should be suddenly accepting him and let alone sending, sending your kids your, to oh. this program unsupervised. Yes! Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Okay, yeah. fine. You don't want to press charges because he admitted his fault and nothing bad actually happened. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to press charges. You're not going to send your kids to his stupid-ass school. Yeah. Come on. It's like, you can be doing wonderful things, but you did some terrible things to get to those wonderful yeah. things so it's not we'll find somewhere else yeah um one my last last question is why did they have to put the scene in where dewey takes Roz to a bar to his his thoughts not mine his thoughts to get her drunk take advantage of that drunk state so that he can take the kids on a field trip i absolutely hate that scene literally all caps wrote hate that moment i've always hated that moment of just like she takes three sips and suddenly she's super drunk and singing along to this stevie nicks song stevie Ni well who doesn't sing along to stevie nicks I mean, though true but she's been known to be like super tight she's a tight one on, on everything so for her to have three drinks of beer and suddenly being like oh rules don't matter even though I've been all about the rules the entire time. Will this field trip be educational? He's still a sub. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's educational. He's still He's a, a sub. sub. You didn't find out when it was happening. He, She never gives express permission to do it. And it's supposed to happen then. Uh, like a day or two from yeah. then. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I yeah. hate it so much. The idea of instead of like explaining the field trip and like lying your way through it you're gonna go get her drunk do you think that's gonna hold up do you think like if they took that to the court of law and it was like no no no, she said she can't consent she's quote unquote drunk yeah that, that, that's not how this works plus like you don't have paperwork the <laughs> parents are gonna ask questions yeah i hate it i hate it so much yeah it's so right. bad Nits, or you got questions? I went through mine. Nits? I, the entire movie is a nit. <laughs> I don't think that's not how nits work. <laughs> you can't knit the entire movie. <laughs> I got nits. Um, there's not enough music in this music movie. Like, we get little pieces of them playing like chords and whatever, but there's not like we get the one big performance at the end. Yeah. I needed more music. See, then you. Draw a fine line of, and this is an argument I love having with people: if is it a musical or is it a movie about music? No, no, I, I don't need like a bunch, but the whole idea of them pretending to be terminally ill to get into the battle of the bands, they should have performed first, 
not made it into the band, into the battle, then faked terminally ill to get in. That Not that that would make it 100 times better, but it would have added another performance, which would have been great to see. So I just that's what I mean by more music. I didn't need, like, every five minutes a song breaking out, but I could have used more music. That's fair. Um, I hate the terminal illness thing. I hate it so much. It bothers me. There could have been a, there could have been a different way to get in. Yeah, but at least it explains why they don't win at the end. Because technically they were never in Battle of the Bands. Sure. I mean, they couldn't. They didn't have to win regardless. They could. Yeah. They could have gotten in legitimately and still not won. Yeah. Uh, and then my last thing is, I hate the end credits. I love the end credits. I hate the end credits. I love them. Hate it. Like you think it's gonna be cute. And then it just keeps going, and you're like, God, just just end already. And then when the one little girl, uh, Martha, Marta, right? Marta is one I, of the girls. Yeah. Is singing, and she's like... Breaking the, the fourth wall. The movie is over, yeah. but we're still on screen. Are you... F- are, seriously? Yeah. I hate it. It's I hate movie. it so much. It's I all good. It. I, I love it. it. No. Hate it. Hate it. That's it. That's all I got for Nitz. Cool. Hot takes? <laughs> I didn't even think of a hot take because this entire movie is just like, oh. <laughs> Dewey's a trash person. It's not really a hot take because I've said it the whole time. I was going to say. But Dewey's a trash person. And the fact that he gets anything good out of this is embarrassing for the writer of this movie. Wow. That's that's a little harsh. No. It, it, he, no. He learns no lessons and gets no comeuppance mm-hmm. for anything he does. Trash. Okay, awards. Sweet. First up, as always, is our psycho shower scene for your favorite scene in the entire movie. Something tells me we're going to have the same scene. Final performance? Final performance. I actually, to be honest, I didn't write anything down. (laughs) I racked my brain about what's my favorite scene in this whole movie because I didn't want to go with the final performance. I thought maybe I could find something else, and I could not find anything else. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with... Yeah, final performance. It's that final performance. It's great. All day, every day. It's actually like a really good song, too. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's catchy as hell. Yeah. I would put it on my playlist. So. All right. Then we can move on to the... Life uh, finds a way. Award for your favorite line in the movie. What do you got? Katie, what was that thing you were playing today? The big thing. Cello. Okay. This is a bass guitar, and it's the exact same thing, but instead of playing like this, you tip it on the side. Cello, you've got a bass. I enjoy this quote simply because that's that's the humor of this entire movie. No, it's not. I mean, kind of. Parts of it. So, I, I, I struggled with my Life Finds a Way award because most of the, the good stuff comes in really, really long, like, tangents. Like, say, you have to go... Really a, a, a line... In the movie, that yeah. was a whole scene in the movie you just read. I know, and it's because there's no real like good just lines in this movie for yeah. me at least. All right, What's here's yours? mine. So it's during the scene when they're all complaining about things, and Dewey is making a song out of it. Mm-hmm. After they've made the song and he's trying to get them back on track, Fancy Pants has something to say, and uh, I love that when he points to him and he's like billy and he responds you're tacky and i hate you i love that line (laughs) i love it this is the kid that he allowed to go and be um the stylist the stylist and like kind of do his thing 
But because he dresses terribly, and because he poo-pooed his idea earlier of glam rock, he's still bitter with him. <laughs> and he's already made fun of the way he dresses. Yeah. So it's just like, you're tacky and I hate you. Yep. And then Bl- Jack Black just immediately responds with like, okay, you see me after class. Because cause we were done talking about him, but that part of talking yeah. to the man was over. It's just, it's so funny. And that kid delivers that line perfectly, doesn't miss a beat, and does it completely straight-faced. And then his reaction after of just like, hmm. Yeah. The little like, hmm. And then he just looks away. Yeah. It's so good. I love that part. Next up is the Han Shop First Award for what held up the worst since this movie came out. Can I go first? Sure. Dewey Finn. (laughs) Pardon my language, but fuck that guy. That character is absolutely (laughs) awful and anybody who thinks otherwise i'm sorry to tell you you are wrong i'm not even sorry i take that back i am not sorry you are just wrong he is a terrible terrible human being with no good qualities ah that part he gets gets lucky he gets lucky and it's only because he's fat if he wasn't fat that whole conversation he has with tamika would wouldn't work it's because he's fat. That's the only reason it works. Go ahead. You're up. The unrealistic situation. How he gets to where he gets to is just so unrealistic and I can't get behind it because of that. So the story. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so the whole story is what holds up the worst. <laughs> I like it. And as always, our final award of the evening goes to the Paul Rudd Award for what held up the best since this movie came out i'm gonna go first again okay jack black (laughs) so contradictory i have the same award so yeah (laughs) i hate the character he plays but by golly is jack black good at what he does in this movie without jack black this movie is absolutely garbage with jack black this movie is pretty much garbage hey that's a difference there it's a very important difference pretty much (laughs) versus completely yes (laughs) uh yeah he's just wonderful he's he's so charismatic and lovely and i i love watching him he has such a great presence on screen Mm -hmm. he he puts his all into this role he clearly had a lot of fun acting with the kids yeah and that's what makes part of this movie even work slightly mm-hmm. is him, even though his character sucks. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try? He gives such an innocence and a like heartful quality to this character that without it would just be a dumpster fire of a person. But with it, you have these tiny moments of like oh that's really cute that's really sweet oh i love this so it he without him i don't think this movie works ever well i also so the little moments that you're talking about like the it's okay to be fat it's okay you want to be the stylist it's yeah have a voice go ahead vent be rock and roll i think what works with jack black why it works with him is he doesn't try to go overly serious. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to pull out the whole like single tier gonna win an Oscar for this two minutes of screen time. He sticks to his roots as yeah. an actor, but pulls in that seriousness that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what works. Almost like a genuine feeling to those yes. moments. He yeah. is so genuine in this movie that I'm like, 
I know you're not doing any of this for the for hurtful reasons, and that's what makes it somewhat okay. Yeah. And that's Jack Black 100%. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, we had a lot of the same uh, awards there. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say before we go into final thoughts? I'm ready for final thoughts. All right. Go. You guys all know where I'm going to go. I don't think this movie holds up. I think if Dewey, Finn, the character, would have been better written and not such a deplorable human being that I can't connect with him because he's so selfish and so not in jail (laughs) this movie might be better i feel like if you rewrote this and changed a few aspects of it you'd have a really great movie but that's not what this is so does not hold up like i've said before i absolutely love this film it's a every year or so um, watch for me i don't know i don't think i watch it every single year but it's close to that I enjoy the heck out of it, but when you actually look at it and look at the actual things that happen in this movie, it does not hold up. They wouldn't make this movie today because people won't be fooled just by Jack Black's charisma and his ability to be amazing. They would look at it and be like, he's a terrible human being who never gets his comeuppance, nor does he learn enough to deserve a happy ending. So... It does not hold up, and I'm really sad to say Ooh, that. I can see it on your face. That must have hurt you I, to yeah. say that. But it's true. It just doesn't. Yeah. Um, let us know what you guys think about this movie, if it still holds up, if it's something that you know you can see the faults in but still really just enjoy watching. And Emily, where can they find us to let us know what they think? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We are all over the place. Link is in the description below. And, you know, we do love hearing from you guys. So definitely come let us know what you thought about this movie or, you know, recommend us some movies to cover coming up in the future. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel by clicking that link in the description. This Friday, we have some special guests on this episode where we are doing a movie music draft. We had five categories like ballad, duet, inspirational can't really remember the other two right now but the the purpose of it was you had to pick a song that was featured in a movie yes and it's a lot of fun we brought in our two friends maddie and sam from the no nerds were harmed and it's movie night podcast because they're both big movie people and music and music people and it's a lot of fun so definitely come check us out over on youtube this friday In the meantime, take care of yourselves, do good things, be good people, don't be Dewey Fins, and keep watching movies. Bye.